full of cinematic garbage. One man will be your filter. Welcome to Movies Worth Seeing. With your host, Michael Pishinary. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Movies Worth Seeing and today's episode we are looking into the Scream franchise. Yes, Scream 6, which as I look at my old episodes I'm like, wow, it really wasn't that long ago that I watched Scream 5. How the hell did they make this so damn quick? So for those I guess fans of Scream, the Scream franchise, we now have another Scream film. And gotta say, really fun movie. Look, I think that Scream 5, I'm not going to call it Scream 2021 or whatever the fuck they wanted to call it back then, which was so stupid. That was the only thing I did not like about that movie was, we're going to call it Scream because it's a reboot. It's like, just call it Scream 5. It was so stupid. And they tried to acknowledge that in the movie and be like, oh, reboots are so stupid because they call themselves the same name as the original and then it's confusing, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the Scream franchise, anyway, it's got a special place in my heart. I have a lot of nostalgia from growing up with the Scream films and I feel like almost every Scream film is actually consistently pretty good. There's no films in the franchise that I feel are complete duds, which for a franchise that spans now six films, that's incredibly rare. Like we have horror films, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th and Child's Play, you know, you've got so many franchises, especially nowadays, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is up to what, six movies? And Those movies are terrible, other than the original film and maybe the second and third movie were like, okay. But I guess the point is, Scream is a franchise where I don't feel that each sequel is of diminishing returns. Scream 3 was like the only film where it was, "Mm, okay, starting to see it's not as good and a couple of wrong creative decisions made, but... Overall, this franchise is in a very good spot and it's done incredibly well when compared to all these other horror franchises in the six movie numbers. I loved Scream 5. I felt it was very memorable for what it was trying to achieve and this idea of a reboot, a requel was intriguing to me because essentially one of the things I was kind of worried about and was definitely a case for this film is being released a year after Scream 5 is incredibly impressive. And having another sequel come so quickly could easily be interpreted as a cash grab and could scare its audience. I was a bit worried about that. I don't know how they made this movie so quick, but also how quick do you know that a film is successful enough to warrant another sequel? Wouldn't you need a fair bit of time to work all that out? And the interesting thing, at least for me in Australia, was I remember watching Scream 5 off a streaming service because at the time we were still dealing with lockdowns due to COVID. So this was the first time I got to watch a Scream sequel in the theatres since 2011, 2010 when Scream 4 came out. 
So this was a total blast for me to just watch a Scream sequel and get to see a new movie and try and piece together in real time who the killer is, who could it be, who doesn't make sense to me. I think this is a very fun whodunit movie and all of the Scream sequels have that fun whodunit vibe, that mystery of trying to work out who the killer is and they all do pretty great job of subverting expectations in some clever ways, especially because most of the sequels have more than one killer, except for Scream 3. Every film in the franchise has multiple killers. So it's always tougher to piece together who the killers are. And I feel that Scream 6, the kills were not as memorable as some of the things from previous entries. But this definitely didn't feel like a cash grab. It didn't feel rushed. I felt a lot of effort and time was put into this. And I do feel that one of the worries is making a sequel so quickly after Scream 5 is that this Scream film doesn't really have a unique identity to go off. Every Scream sequel kind of has a unique identity. Obviously, you got the original. Then you got the second movie is all about sequels. The third film is all about trilogies. And then the fourth film was meant to be about reboots. And that was all about commenting on the state of horror movies at that time. Like they talk and make fun of gore porn, like Saw movies and what was going on at the time. And social media and fandom, all of that stuff. Scream 5 kind of went into the whole recall thing, a reboot that's also a sequel and trying to reinvent the franchise and also dealt with toxic fandom, social media, all that sort of stuff. So it was interesting. I was curious what the actual identity, what is the unique thing about this sequel other than the fact that it's set in New York, which does give the film a unique pizzazz. But when you look at all the kills and stuff, eh, it didn't really need the New York setting. There's nothing specifically unique to a lot of these kills and sequences. And most of them take place in closed quarter apartments anyway. So I feel like New York was used as a hook to get people. And there was only two scenes that really used the setting in fun ways. But the main cast was very fun, was very good. There wasn't an over-reliance on the legacy characters, which is something that I did like in Scream 5 as well, because when you have kills and death murders starting in the Woodsboro area and stuff like that, you think to yourself, what the hell is going to bring all the original characters back to that setting when they know they could die? And Scream 5 did a really good job of only bringing those characters back when they really needed to come back. This film, obviously now there's a spoiler for anyone watching who hasn't watched Scream 5. Now the only legacy characters left is Gail Weathers and Sidney Prescott. And Sidney is not in this movie at all. And that is a huge downer and a real shame for this movie because it's something that I was worried about going into it. But the story is that Nev Campbell could not reprise her role in this film because there was a dispute about pay. And I feel that was a giant slap in the face to not only the franchise, but to Nev Campbell. You know, this whole franchise should be giving way more respect to Nev Campbell since 
Without her, this franchise would not be what it is. Nev Campbell is one of the reasons that Scream felt like an actual difference maker and why she is such a remarkable and memorable final girl. Nev Campbell gave layers and performances where you cared about her making it through. She's definitely in that category of, you know, Laurie Stroh, Jamie Lee Curtis, those final girls that you want to see beat the bad guy. And I loved her performance and I always felt like she was never phoning it in. Even when a sequel like Scream 3 wasn't that good, she was always a standout. And I think that's something is lost by not having her involved in this sequel. It's good that they were able to keep going with the story and I don't know, maybe in a way it's good that we don't see her get involved in any bullshit because we've already got Kirby as a legacy character and Gail Weathers. But I just always felt like something was missing in this film by not having Nev Campbell come back. And I think it's really horrible to hear that there was a pay dispute because that'd be like an alien film being made without Sigourney Weaver. Or if you were to make a Top Gun sequel and be like, oh, well, we're not going to do it with Tom Cruise. We're going to get someone else because Tom Cruise is too expensive. It's like, you make sure you get Tom Cruise because people want to come for Tom Cruise. Same with Scream. People love Nev Campbell. She is always something that would, I guess, be like that hook. She always brings people in. If people see her involved in it, They know like, okay, there's a degree of quality in the sequel. By not having her, I felt like there was a loss of trust in the franchise and what they were doing. It felt like they were just doing this typical bullshit that we see in reboots. And it's something that Scream 5 actually mentioned where they just fuck over the legacy characters. They just don't give a shit about respecting legacy characters or they just kill them off in really shit ways like we saw in star wars and terminator or all those franchises they've gotten to a point now where they feel the only thing they can do to hook people in is kill off their main characters and on the bright side they don't kill off nev campbell they don't kill her character off but it was a big slap in the face and something i didn't like Another thing that was a complaint about this, I don't feel like this was the case in the other Scream sequels, but I feel there's no stakes in this film because every time a core character supposedly dies, you think that they did. The camera lingers on it for a long period of time. You see them get stabbed a million times and you think to yourself, they're clearly dead. The next minute we hear from someone else, that character is in the hospital. They're going to be fine. It's like, don't do that to me, movie. Come on. Unless they're fucking dead, don't linger on shots of people getting stabbed dozens of times. Don't have characters get stabbed or in situations where it seems clear to the audience that they're dead just to subvert expectations and say, "Uh, they're actually still alive. They're in hospital. They're going to be okay. They're going to make it. It's okay to do it maybe once, but this movie, it felt like they did that shit constantly. There's moments where main characters get stabbed and it just means nothing by the end of the film because you've already seen three other characters supposedly get stabbed and then you're told they made it. So 
that was a bit frustrating for me. If you're going to show a character getting brutally stabbed, just commit to them being dead. And it seemed like this film was very scared to kill off any of its characters. The more I think about it, I don't think many people actually die in this movie. While there's some really ferocious and brutal kills, I don't think that anything's as memorable as previous sequels. This just didn't have that fun that Scream 2 and 4 had. And there's not really a lot of the meta commentary, which is kind of disappointing because that's one of my favorite aspects to these films is learning about the current state of horror films and what are we going to learn, what cliches are going to be explored and subverted. This film kind of goes, all right, these are the rules. We know what the rules are. And let's look at who we can accuse of being the killer, yada, yada. And it just, I don't know. It's just an aspect I felt wasn't particularly done well in the fifth film either. And so Scream 5 and Scream 6 was not written by the same people Kevin Williamson, who wrote one, two, and four. And I think it shows. I think the Randy fill-in character, his niece and nephew, those characters are just not particularly likable. Like, for example, this character, this diet Randy character, whatever the fuck you want to call it, when she's explaining the cliches and rules and stuff, her character's just really, like, just doesn't have that charm or charisma that... Jamie Kennedy had as Randy. I felt like she was someone that if she died, I wouldn't have given a shit. And this film is still going with this theme that Samantha Carpenter, because she's Billy Loomis's daughter, that she could eventually turn into a killer. And I felt like in the last film, when it was done, it was done a little too much with her seeing delusions of her dad, Billy Loomis. It was a bit much, but in this one, It's only done a little bit, and it's hinted that there's lots of nice moments that hint that maybe she could be the killer. I know most people are going to think to themselves, well, she's the main character. There's no fucking way she's going to be the killer. That's stupid. And it is. I don't mind it in this film because it doesn't seem like they're trying to hint that she could be the killer in this movie, but it seems like maybe they're going to do another film And at some point, they're going to pull the trigger on this idea that Samantha is the killer in one of these sequels. Because I I feel like they've just tried to plant this seed so much that at some point, they've got to pay it off by doing that. So, if they do, at least there seems to be a plan put in place. Like, you can tell they're going in that direction. Whether or not it'll work will be a different story. We'll just have to see in Scream 7. The opening of Scream 6 is interesting without giving too much away. I don't think it's as memorable as stuff we've seen before. I feel like Scream 2, obviously Scream 1, those Scream 4 has a fantastic opening that is very fun and makes fun of the horror genre. And one of the things I really enjoyed about Scream 6 is It brings back this idea that just because you're in public doesn't mean that you're safe and that someone can die. And in fact, there was actually a scene when they were in a public park and in a great piece of continuity, Randy's niece and nephew bring up that this place is not safe. Our uncle died in a public park thinking he was safe. 
and he got yanked into a van. I love when sequels can bring back stuff, especially from previous films that weren't even made this century. Like, that's all the way back in Scream 2. So they're not just bringing back and referencing stuff from Scream 5, but they're going all the way back to number two. And it shows that there is some respect for the hardcore fans and that they appreciate and respect their audience. So I really appreciate the nods and references to other films and the continuity. It shows effort. If I was to rank Scream 6, I'd say that this is very similar to Scream 5 in terms of quality. If you enjoyed Scream 5, I feel that you will definitely enjoy this. It's not on the level of Scream 2. I think Scream 2 is always going to be my favorite sequel of the franchise because it just has the perfect balance of fun and humor as well as the elaborate kills and it kind of tries to really prove itself as a worthy sequel. It did things that I felt were just more memorable and that opening with the two people getting killed in the theater as they're watching a movie based on the events of the first film, incredibly meta, incredibly creative. And also you got Jada Pinkett Smith of all people is one of the first people killed off and not going to lie as time is right now, given the current context, I enjoyed that kill a lot more than I did last time I watched this movie. I think that Scream 6 borrows too much of other things, of the idea of going to college, having a very college-themed sequel, frat parties, all that stuff, and using public situations to subvert expectations. I don't know. I just feel like this film doesn't have as much fun as other Scream sequels. Having said that, there are some really, really good scenes that I did enjoy. There was a particular scene in a shop with the two main characters, the two sisters trying to escape the killer, and he has a shotgun in a shop, and that scene was done very well. It reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park with the velociraptors and the kids in the kitchen. seemed very similar to that scene, but if you're going to steal stuff from movies, steal from the best, and it was done very well. It also did a good job of establishing this idea that nowhere is safe, and even in a public, crowded, heavily populated city, kills can still come about. And yeah, I enjoyed this film. I think that people will really like some of the kills in this movie and Scream fans will really enjoy the film. It doesn't do anything that I feel a Scream fan would look at and be offended by, by any means. There's two very suspenseful scenes in this movie that the anxiety was high for me, man, and those were the more underrated aspects of the film. I liked those scenes more than just seeing people die in elaborate ways. I think that after this, the franchise is in a good spot. I feel Scream 7 could also be okay. I don't know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but I think the Scream franchise is still one of the most consistently decent franchises right now, given the current state of shitty-ass sequels and franchises like Fast and Furious and Jurassic World and all that crap and Star Wars. Scream is like, I can go back to that and be like, okay, Scream sequel, let's boot it up. 
Let's try and find out who the killer is before the end of the movie. And let's have a couple of laughs. I'm giving Scream 6 four out of five Ghostface killers. Any Scream fan will love this sequel. And it also does a great job of subverting expectations, keeping the audience guessing and hooked on who could be the potential killer. Have fun, watch the movie with a group of friends and try and see if you guys can work out who the killer is or killers before the end of the movie. Always a fun game. And I'm going to be doing a spoiler talk about Scream 6 later on this week. Haven't done one of those in a while, and I feel like Scream 6 would be the perfect film to do a spoiler talk on, because there's so much more I want to talk about without spoiling the movie for you guys who want to still see it. So that's coming up later this week. And if you enjoy this review, leave a like, leave a review of the podcast. But as for now, Scream 6 is a movie worth seeing. Finally, I found a movie worth seeing. (laughs) All right, guys, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Movies Worth Seeing. Make sure to like and share the show and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Michael Pish Podcasting and watch movie reviews, audience reaction videos, and other fun content on our YouTube channel at Michael Pishonary. 